Timeout when there's gaps in coverage. Every team needs a player that they can count on to help out. Aflac Supplemental Insurance can help close the gap between what health insurance covers and what it doesn't. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Aflac pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. Get help with expenses that health insurance does not cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music and lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Wednesday. Morale is high because Chris Mannix is going to join us in about 20 minutes from now. We're always in a better mood when Mannix joins us. We'll talk some basketball. Should we be allowed to critique Ronnie James? LeBron says lay off here. So we'll talk to Mannix. He'll join us in a little bit. Daniel Jeremiah, NFL Network. He's at the Combine. And I want to ask him about the possibility of the NFL changing its kickoff yet again. How many kickoffs do you think were returned in the Super Bowl? Super Bowl 58. How many? If you said zero, I think you'd be correct. I think there were 13 kickoffs and none were returned. It's all part of the chess match. Is that what it is? I just love the chess match. (laughs) So the most exciting play in the biggest game of the year, and no kickoffs returned there. But there is help on the way. We'll have that for you coming up. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Stat of the day is always brought to you by the great folks at Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. This first hour brought to you by Panini The only place to collect the all-time greats, hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show, Uh, rare inserts, memorabilia cards, autograph cards, official classics. Uh, They have it all for you. Start or continue your collection out, PaniniAmerica.net. All right, so uh, a couple of items here. And uh, you got some football news. Sean Payton talking about Russell Wilson. Certainly sounds like to me that they're moving on from Russell Wilson. Also, Mel Kuyper had his mock draft, his latest mock draft, and it feels like every mock draft that I've seen has the Broncos taking J.J. McCarthy from Michigan. That would mean Russell Wilson on the outside looking in, and Sean Payton has not made any secret of the fact that they are at least exploring that possibility. And then there's going to be a deadline. If they do keep Russ on the roster, what it's going to cost them, they might have to take a $37 million cap hit and move on from Russell Wilson. And then maybe somebody else, like the Steelers, would pick him up. Uh, Some have suggested maybe he goes to the Jets and sits for a year behind Aaron Rodgers. 
Well, there's no guarantee that Aaron Rodgers is only going to play one more year, but that was suggested. So there's a lot of drama going on, and then you have the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears are on the clock. The Bears aren't interesting. The situation is interesting. Are they going to take Caleb Williams? Are they going to stay with Justin Fields? We'll explore that coming up because it feels like there's a little more attached to Ryan Poles' words. He's the GM of the Bears. He didn't draft Justin Fields, and he spoke yesterday, and he had this to say about his quarterback. We're open-minded as we walk into the combine. If it hits me that there's something you know worth capitalizing on or jumping on, that's what we'll do. If something doesn't feel right and we need to gather more information, then, then we'll wait. But again, I'm always going to have in my mind to make sure we do right by Justin. Okay, you're going to do right by Justin. No, you do right by the organization. That's what you, you... This isn't one of those, man, this isn't good for the organization, but we want to be good to Justin Fields. It's a business. He understands that. Are you going to stay with him? Then you have to pay him? Or do you start over and you take Caleb Williams? So there is intrigue here of what it does to the rest of the draft. So you might say, well, I don't care what the Bears do. Well, you might because it might affect who's going to be available or not be available, just like last year. You might not have cared, but then all of a sudden, Carolina is going to go up and get that. And then C.J. Stroud goes to Houston. They go to the playoffs. Uh, So there's a lot more attached to this, and we'll discuss that. If you're the Bears, what are you doing? I know you want to give the impression that, hey, we're open for business, but we want to do right by Justin Fields, but we may take Caleb Williams. We may take somebody else. This is what it comes down to for me. Does Caleb Williams want to play for the Bears if he's drafted? Now, he's from Washington, D.C. They have the number two pick in the draft. I would have to at least factor that in if I'm the Bears. Well, if you haven't met with him, he's not going to be at the combine to work out. Is he going to sit down with you? Is he going to tell you, hey, don't take me. I want to go to Washington. He hasn't said this publicly. Do you want to ask that question to Caleb Williams? Now, I would. He comes in, and I would say, hey, uh, I'd bring in a jersey. I'd bring in his you know, number 13 jersey and say, we're ready for you. Like, find out. You're already going to move on from Justin Fields. It certainly feels that way. That Do you want to keep a guy you didn't draft and hasn't proven to be a franchise quarterback? I would rather make the mistake, if you want to call it that, that I take Caleb Williams, and maybe he's not as great as I think he's going to be, than Justin Fields goes to Atlanta and becomes an all-pro. Caleb Williams... I I feel a lot more confident uh, with him coming in in his rookie deal than I do Justin Fields, and I got to pay him twenty five million. Then I'm going to have to pay him forty five million dollars. So you got to factor that in. How much do you really love Justin Fields? And if you're the Bears, why wouldn't you just say we plan on having Justin Fields as our quarterback as of right now? Okay, so that means everybody who wants to go up and get the number one pick, now you're open for business. Now you can take in all these trade offers. Or if you say, hey, we're going to move on from Justin Fields. Hey, we're going to take a quarterback. We're going to start over. Then the bargaining begins for I don't know if there's any secrets here. I think it's basically, do you want Justin Fields? All right, what are you going to give us? Or you want to give us some outlandish package for the number one overall pick? Okay. Let's say the Raiders go crazy and go, we're going up to get Caleb Williams. Okay. And then we move down, and then maybe we even trade again. 
Maybe you keep Justin Fields for another year. Pay him $25 million. But I, if I'm the Bears, you either have to make that decision. It's Caleb Williams. We're not passing on a quarterback again. And uh, we did last year. We're not going to do that this year. Or if you feel like Justin Fields is your guy, then everybody knows. Let's put together a trade proposal for the number one overall pick. But where he's talking about we have to do right by Justin Fields, no, you don't. Like, hey, we want to make sure that uh, he finds a home here. Hey, we're going to pay his moving cost. They, they don't care, and you shouldn't care. It's business. He gave you three years. Uh, he didn't impress you enough that you're going to keep him. He's not a franchise quarterback in Chicago. Then he goes someplace else, and then all of a sudden you're on the clock and you take Caleb Williams. Or you at least entertain offers here. Yeah, Paul. Ryan Poles, the GM of the Bears, did a lot of interviews in Chicago yesterday, and a lot of the speculation changed from is it Caleb Williams or Justin Fields to could it be other because he's so noncommittal. Could the Bears trade down a couple times and go in a completely different direction where it's more about stockpiling draft picks and taking a different quarterback or signing a different quarterback. Okay. That was just very I, – I wonder if other is in play. Okay. <laughs> Seton brought this up earlier this morning. It feels like the Bears, it's uh, paralysis by analysis. When you go to a restaurant where you can get a steak or a burger or ribs or you could get pancakes at any hour of the day, and then you can't decide. You look at one of those menus and you go, I, uh, I don't know. The Bears, it feels like they could be approaching that territory. They got the menu. There's so many things on the menu. And then do you screw it up? How do you screw it up? Can you screw this up? Yes, Eden. Because I wonder, too, how much the Bears are looking at, well, maybe we trade the pick. Maybe we look at what quarterbacks are going to be available free agent wise, or yeah. is there a trade there about maybe there's maybe we don't draft a quarterback and instead we get a like bargain on Russell Wilson mm. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or if they like all three of the top three quarterbacks equally or similarly. It's never. It's that never. I would take that none one. of them. I wouldn't get any of them then. If they're like, I don't know, they're all kind of the same. I wouldn't take any mm. of them. Yeah. But it's the Bears, so everything's on the menu. They don't know their quarterback. They don't know where they're playing in a couple of years. Yes. Other than that, yeah. congratulations. Good Let's luck. Let's just keep hitting the reset button, though. Yeah. We're going to keep passing on quarterbacks here. You That's know? the only passing they, yes, they do. Yes. Nobody passes <laughs> the way we do when it comes to quarterbacks. All righty. Poll question Brutal. today is going to be what, Seton O'Connor? Brutal. Uh, most likely to be on a new team next season. Justin Fields, Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins. Ooh, that's saucy. Yeah, boom, threw it right in your face, right at you. So it could be all three, but you're saying most likely. Most likely to be on the team. Okay, I've said all along that Kirk D. Cousins and the Vikings are together forever. Um, I don't think Sean Payton wants Russell Wilson Jr. the third. (laughs) You don't? No, I don't. Really? What gives you that impression? I'm going to go out on a limb and say, here is a Sean Payton talking to reporters. I saw this like humorous meme the other day where there was a Bronco fan with a shirt on and there was like eight quarterbacks names with a cross through it, you know, and and he's drinking the quarterback Kool-Aid and I, our job is to make sure that this next one, you know, doesn't have a line through it. The next one. <laughs> not not the current one they have. It's the next one. 
Yes, Paul. He didn't accidentally say next one, meaning the, the next quarterback, like the one after Russell. I, did he mean that or misspeak? Well, did he mean the next one, like the next one on the shirt? I I took it as the next quarterback we get. So did I, but that seems very committal to a direction for a franchise. <laughs> not even that's not even like you know, cryptic, as they say. I don't think there's any secret of the fact that Sean Payton and Russell Wilson are not on the same page <laughs> and probably not on the same sideline. I just don't see it. <laughs> you know. Um, and even when, you know, Russ and Sean are on the sidelines and Sean's right in his face there, I mean, Russ doesn't change his temperament there. But, I mean, he's 35. Where, where did the magic go? Because, man, did he have it in Seattle. And all of a sudden he got to Denver and he just didn't have that mojo. And now if you're Pittsburgh, do you say, that's the guy? Yeah, Pauline. In 2022, Russell had 15 starts, and the Broncos were 4-11, and and he was bad. Mm-hmm. 16 touchdowns, 11 picks, and everyone jumped off the bandwagon. Last year, the Broncos were 7-8, and non-threatening, but 7-8. and He was a 66% passer with 28 touchdowns and 8 picks. In theory, you would love a quarterback that throws 28 touchdowns and 8 picks, but it didn't feel great at all. Wait, they only played 15 games? He played 15 games. Russ played 15? Yes. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, Russ was 7-8, and okay. 26 touchdowns, 8 picks. But it felt... I don't think that there's numbers. Yes. And then there's numbers. Like, numbers don't lie. When you go, well, okay, fourth quarter, comeback, all of those things. You could put up, you know, Ryan Tannehill had a career of, hey, that those aren't bad numbers there. Even Kirk Cousins, where you go, those aren't bad numbers. Three years ago in Indianapolis, Carson Wentz threw 27 touchdowns and seven picks. Yeah. (laughs) And you probably don't remember any of them. Yeah, it feels like it feels like they're going to move on from Russ. Feels like the Vikings are to keep Kirk Cousins, and I just get the feeling if that GM didn't draft Justin Fields, you're not fully committed to him because you'd already say, "Look, we're keeping him." Now come up and give us a trade proposal because they did that last year. We see how that worked out. Yeah, Marvin. If you're the Falcons, do you try to go after Justin Fields or Russell Wilson? Oh, Justin Fields. Yes. I mean, I, I, I want to see what I have with a young group there, and let's go out and have fun. Yes, Eaton. Why? Well, he's from there, and I think putting him on turf inside, he's got some weapons there, and maybe they, maybe they um, accept who he is. The Bears wanted him to throw from the pocket. The GM even says, well, he's got to improve from the pocket. Okay. I think if I'm Atlanta... I just go, hey, guys, let's be like the Ravens. Let's have some fun here, put some pressure on the defense there. Doesn't mean it's going to be successful, but I think it would be fun. It's like Kyler Murray. You know, Arizona, you're in with Kyler Murray. That's a different kind of offense than, you know, most teams have. So utilize his talents. I would try to use, I would say to Justin Fields, do your best to stay healthy the entire season. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. But but our approach is going to be to have you be the dual threat that Lamar Jackson is. And you're going to run the ball. We're going to put pressure on the defense. You got Bijan. Uh, you got Pitts. You got London. We have some weapons here. Now we need to utilize those weapons. Let's go out and have some fun. 
Yeah, Paul. I, I think you're absolutely right. It's like when they told Cam Newton to stay in the pocket after his MVP year, and he's like, I'm not running anymore. Or Michael Vick, let's stop the running. Justin Fields and Bijan, you want like 1,100 yards out of one and 1,500 out of the other. Yeah. Yes, he. But there's only been something like 34 quarterbacks who have won the Super Bowl in the history of the game. Okay. And Russell Wilson is one of them. Okay. And he's also gotten you there again a second time. I, I think people undervalue how difficult it is to just get there, let alone win one. And then in the face of the promise of a kid who has three seasons to prove that he could do it, so far hasn't shown it. But I don't know, maybe if we get exactly the right temperature inside the dome, maybe he can. I People grossly undervalue um, just getting to the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm not even one. talking about getting to the Super Bowl in Atlanta. I'm talking about getting to the playoffs. I'm talking about being relevant. Russ is 35. Yeah. Do I want to have a 35 36-year-old quarterback with that young group, I would roll the dice and say, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna try this. Plus, you know, I can get Justin Fields. Um, what am I going to have to pay for Russ? Is Russ going to come in and go, I'm going to uh, play for $1? You know? Hey, I want to prove that uh, Denver made a mistake there. I mean, they're both going to cost you, but uh, Justin Fields, I think, coming in, proving something young and a good group there, that would be fun. Yeah. I mean that that's just my my feeling on it. Have some fun. God, how did Russell turn get thirty five oh, already? I don't know. What the hell? How did that happen? You know, his spiritual advisor passed away. That was a couple of years ago. And and maybe Trevor Moat. Yes. And right? we had him on the show. Yeah, he's a nice guy. And that might have had I don't Russ doesn't seem Russ gives you the impression that he's really confident. But I don't think he's been confident there. Mm. And now you have a coach that you know has yelled at you on the sidelines and has talked about, hey, the, we're exploring the possibility here. That's a, you know, he was going to the Hall of Fame. Now all of a sudden, is he going to be a backup? Is he going to be taking the, the minimum, veterans minimum, to play court? Like, it's wild to fall from grace there. But it feels like Denver's moving on because Sean Payton is going to want his next Drew Brees. And he realizes it's not Russell Wilson Jr., the third. Yeah, Paul. Unless Russ can somehow pull off the Kurt Warner come from nowhere yeah. back half of the career, even though Kurt Warner didn't complete the deal with Arizona, getting Arizona to the Super Bowl was like winning a Super Bowl. He, he made it to the Hall of Fame because he got Arizona to the Super Correct. Bowl, in my opinion. Correct. And he even said, what do you think I have to do? And I said, if you get Arizona to the Super Bowl, you'll make the Hall of Fame. <laughs> And I'm thinking, he ain't getting Arizona to the, the Super Bowl. And then he did. Yes, Mark. It performed great in the Super Bowl. Yes, if it doesn't did. take an amazing pass from Ben Roethlisberger, he wins a Super Bowl with the Rams, who were always the sorry-ass Rams, and then the Cardinals, right? Yeah. Oh, also, uh, I found the meme. Okay. So it's uh, a guy drinking a beer with names crossed out. Simeon, Osweiler, Keenan, Keenum, Allen, Locke, Bridgewater, Russell Wilson. All crossed All out. All crossed out. Correct. Uh, so he's mm. saying the next one, mm. Russ is already crossed out. He's already crossed out. Yes, he is. Sorry, Russ. Yes, he is. Paxton Lynch, never forget. And Russ has his house for sale in Denver. Hello. It's pricey. 
Yes, it is. It's pricey. Yes. I don't know. I don't know if J.J. McCarthy from Michigan will be able to afford that if he goes, yes, Todd. I'm not a Russell Wilson apologist, but I watched enough games to know that there was improvement from this past year to the year before. And you could blame it on Hackett or whatever, but when they let him roll out and have the option to buy some time to get these young receivers open, they're far better in their offense when he's allowed to run. I know he's not; the, he's 35 and he can't run the way he used but to. But do you think Sean Payton would understand that? I mean, you, you did. Think, yeah, but, but you have. I've, I watched every game, and when he sits in the pocket, he just gets sacked over and over again. When something positive happens, it's because okay, he Okay, I want you out. on record. You're going to make the decision. Broncos keep Russell Wilson. Or do they move on and draft a quarterback, Todd? I think they move on, but I wouldn't have a problem. No, 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 they... no. I want you to. No, we, we, we've made the decision. You can't do both. No, but I'm saying what I would do or what the Broncos will do. What, the, what you would do if you're running the Broncos. Ultimately, with all these young quarterback no, no, options, go... I'm going to preface it by saying, yeah, I guess they got to move on. It's not what they signed up for, not at that salary. And if they could. Okay, now it's on. your choice. My choice, I would give Russell Wilson one more shot. Okay. <laughs> I think the Broncos will move on, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't be totally. I wouldn't be heartbroken if they ran it back with him and mixed up the offense a little more to, to uh, have him run some more. But uh, I, I could see the Broncos, and after those arguments on the sideline, it's going to be very hard to believe that they're going to stay with Wilson. That clears that up. How about we take a break here? Chris Mannix going to join us coming up. Should we be able to analyze Bronny James as a future NBA player? LeBron says, "Back off. Let him just be a kid." We'll talk to Mannix about that. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. There's nothing like a great night's sleep. Every great day starts the night before. Quality sleep can help boost your reaction time and recovery time and performance. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your one-of-a-kind, ever-evolving sleep needs. So, how do you take it to the next level? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you choose the ideal comfort, the firmness on each side. Two beds in one, that's your sleep number. Mine is 75. The beds automatically respond and adjust to your movements, so you stay sleeping comfortably all night long. Sleep Number Smart Beds learn how you sleep. They provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 Smart Bed, only $1,599. Save $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only to Sleep Number Store or sleepnumber.com. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. H seven seven three DP show. We'll get to your phone calls coming up. I think we settle on a poll question: Which quarterback is more likely to be with a new team, Russell Wilson, Kirk D Cousins, or Justin Fields? That's what we're going with. First hour, Seaton. Correct, Amanda. Okay. Any updates? Early returns yet on this poll question? Uh, I think that this is a. Uh... A little recency bias, not really. Uh, but right now, 56% of the audience have Russell Wilson. Uh, Kirk Cousins staying right where he is, though. Yeah, I believe so. I, I think the Vikings are going to say, hey, we want you back. Here's your deal. And that Kirk, who's made a lot of money in his career, will say, all right, I'll stay here. Yes, Paul. Plus, you know, Kirk, he doesn't want to pull his kids out of school. No, grow, you know? he can't do that. Can't do that. Yeah, can't do that. <laughs> Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated. They're a senior NBA writer back on the program. Always great to see you, Chris. Let me start with the All-Star game. Is there any fallout from how bad that basketball was? That is there anything you could do or the commissioner or the Players Association are going to say, you know what, let's make this something a little bit more appealing? I think there will be attempts, Dan, next season to modify the game once again. I think something that's on the table right now is a USA versus the world type of game, which would be kind of the the latest you know incarnation of what this game has been. I think there's there's been and there will continue to be conversations about upping the financial incentive uh, to to winners of this game. We saw that work to some effect with making the in season tournaments a little bit more competitive. I think the NBA is going to try that. But when I think of the All Star Game, Dan, I'm reminded of of something that. The great Larry Merchant, who, who covered boxing so many years for HBO, once said about boxing, and that's, uh, you can't save it, and you can't kill it. And that's kind of how I feel about the All-Star game. I, I don't think it's going to get appreciably better because today's NBA players simply don't care about it, and it's never going to go away because regardless of what people like you and me think about it, it's still going to draw between 5 and 7 million viewers every single uh, year, which would be the equivalent of the highest-rated regular season game that the NBA has. I suggested yesterday, just offhand, how about the first team to 200? So there is some kind of incentive or that, you know, you get to 200, you win the game. Yeah, I mean, that that's not – I mean, that's it's kind of similar to what they did with the Elam ending, right? Where yeah. they, you know, put a score up there and said whoever gets that score first – wins, which 
is great at the end of games, <laughs> but doesn't do a heck of a lot making it more interesting in the very beginning. I think what's what made this past All-Star game so much worse is that in years past, it's been that bad. You know, it, it, it hasn't been 200 points for one team, record scoring bad, but it's been a bad game. It's been salvaged to a certain degree by the fact that the last few minutes were competitive, that you had guys for at least five minutes during that game competing like it was an actual game. This game didn't have that because it was out of hand, you know, really by the start of the second half, and there was no competitive fourth quarter. So all the NBA can hope for, I think, moving forward is that the game stays close enough that we get some of those moments down the stretch where we had, a, was it a year ago, when it was Jason Tatum versus Jalen Brown who were on opposite teams. You know, maybe you get Luka you know, versus Giannis on opposite teams. I think that's the best the NBA can hope for at the All-Star game. And I would love, you know, the rest of the world versus the United States, but let's say I did that this year. Who are you taking if I give you the world or you take the players from the United States? I don't know, Dan. Like one of the conferences I've had with with league people about that is while you know there's a natural inclination to believe that that would make the game more competitive, right? Like if you're competing for your country and you're competing for the world, yep. it has sort of an Olympic style vibe to it. The problem is the two guys that were the most indifferent to the All Star game were Nikola Jokic and Luka Doncic. <laughs> like they could not have cared less about the outcome of that game. You know, Jokic was just there trying to do windmills at the end. Luka took a 75-footer in the second quarter. He went for a two-for-one at the end of the second quarter from 75 feet away. This is These are not guys that are acting serious about that game, and I'm not criticizing them for it. You know, if I'm Luka and I'm Jokic and I just want to relax over All-Star Weekend, that's kind of how I would treat it. But I don't think getting, you know, the best of Europe and, and Asia together on, on one team is going to suddenly get the motivational and competitive juices of Luka and Nikola Jokic. Yeah, play. but it can't hurt, okay? So I think you have to look at these and say, all right, I think that they would play harder because they are. It's us against the NBA, you know, the United States. So you would get Canada, and then you would get the rest of the world, and I would take the rest of the world versus players from uh, born in uh, America. Yeah, in, in a vacuum, yes, I would probably do that, and I think it could create some interesting storylines going into the game and some fun narratives. But, Dan, I've, I've never known you to be this kind of wide-eyed optimist to think that it would suddenly make these guys care about the outcome of the game. I think the only thing that would make these guys care is if, like, you know, some gambling outfit came in and offered, you know, $3 million for a, a player for the winner. Yeah, but fans, that, I'm not sure. fans would hate that, that we have to incentivize you for playing in an all-star game. No. That, Dan, which brings me back to the original point. Right. You can't kill it and you can't save it, it's going to be exactly what it's going to be. LeBron said that, uh, hey, let's let Bronny be a kid and uh, back off here. But he did say at one point, what, a month ago, that Bronny could play for the Lakers right now. And then I started to wonder about that comment by LeBron. Was he hyping his son, or was he saying to Laker management, this is how bad we are? I'm trying to figure out, because you know how passive-aggressive LeBron is, but now he's saying, hey, maybe he hadn't lived up to your expectations and the mock drafts. 
let's just let him be a kid. But LeBron has hyped his own son right before our very eyes. I think it's a little bit of both. That, you know, off the cuff comment about how Bronny could play in the NBA right now. When it was said at the time, the Lakers were still going through a, a process where they weren't very good and there were opportunities for that team to get better via trade. And we know that LeBron's done that often. He did that with the hourglass, you know, tweet, you know, just before the trade deadline. He is constantly putting pressure on the front offices of the teams that he plays for. The the problem I have with LeBron posting about everybody should kind of back off Bronny and let the kid play is, is to your point, he's the one that has made the media interest ratchet up to an all-time level. Dan, I'm out in L.A. a lot now. I've been to half a dozen USC games. I've written about Bronny you know, three or four times already and will continue to uh, over the rest of, of this college basketball season. I'm only doing that because LeBron has put it out there that not only does he believe Bronny can play in the NBA, but he has put it out there that he wants to play with him. Yeah. So the landscape of the NBA could shift seismically if we're to believe what LeBron said, what was it, a year or so ago, that he wants to play with Bronny. So, for example, if a team like the New York Knicks is in the back half of the first round this year and says, you know what, we've got enough young talent, we've got great depth, screw it, let's just use our first round draft pick, draft Bronny James and see what that means when it comes to LeBron and him wanting to play with his son. That's the reason the interest is ratcheted up to the level that it is because LeBron has created that interest. So I think it's disingenuous to uh, be critical of the mock drafters and the reporters that are watching Bronny's every move because the reality is that LeBron put that spotlight on him by tying his own future to him. And when I saw the mock drafts, you know, here's Bronny coming back from the heart condition. And he needs a full year and, and needs to come back. I think people are afraid to say the obvious is Bronny is not an NBA player. He's not even close to it right now. He's, you know, third or fourth best player on his own team here. Uh, is he, by all appearances, a good kid? Um, you know, he knows the game. He, you know, sees the court, can pass, uh, plays defense. Uh, but he needs to stay another year. I, I think when the mock drafts put him in, because then you get more clicks. If you look at these mock drafts, Chris, and I know you have, most of the players are from Europe. Mm-hmm. The top 10 pe- players, you might get a player out of Kentucky or you might get a player out of Colorado, and everybody else is from overseas here. Put, put Bronny in a mock draft, and all of a sudden you care. You don't care about some guy from Perth, uh, who is French, and he could go second overall. And I think that, I, I think, my feeling is mock drafters putting Bronny in did a disservice to him because he's not an NBA player, certainly right now. I think that's, there's truth to that because, you know, last year you could do mock drafts and generate interest because it was the Victor Webanyama year, yeah. and the fascination with him was was incredible. This year, I don't think that mock drafters are necessarily throwing him in there because it will generate more web traffic. That's definitely a byproduct of it, but they're doing what I'm doing and talking to a lot of college scouts and asking every single day, is this kid getting better? What is his draft potential? If he was on the board when you drafted, say, in the second round, would you take a flyer on him? Dan, I agree with you. 
I am not a draft Nick, but I've seen a lot of Bronny this year. Mm -hmm. As of right now, he is not an NBA player. Uh, I think he has the potential to become one because I do think he has elite defensive skills, and I think he is a pretty good playmaker who, if given more time, can develop a more consistent three-point shot, but he is probably a full year away from developing that shot, and quite frankly, Dan, he should be. He had a near cardiac event. He had a cardiac event near death yeah. over the summer. It took him four months to get back on the basketball card. He was on a minutes restriction really throughout the month of January. So it's not unusual at all that he is slowly developing in his first year. The best thing he could possibly do, I think, it, it's been made easier because he can make a lot of money you know, staying in college now, is to stay in school keep developing, and then going into next year, let's see where he is. Because I do believe that he can develop into a first-round pick with one more year uh, of seasoning. Yeah, I get it. And, you know, I understand it. But LeBron put a spotlight or, you know, a brighter spotlight on his son and and didn't let him just be a kid when you mentioned he could play for the Lakers. Uh, before I let you go, at what point will we buy into the Clippers being legitimate? I think we have to already be there. Um, they've had a little bit of a blip since the All-Star break with their defense, but I'm not overly concerned with that. Um, I, I was talking to some Clippers people actually over the weekend about you know what makes them a little bit different this year. And the obvious answer is health, right? I mean, Kawhi and Paul George missed a bunch of time last year. They haven't this season. Um, a lot of talk about the MVP conversation right now. I think Kawhi should be squarely in it. And, and be more in the conversation because mm. of how he's played and how good that team has been since a slow start. But the real reason, Dan, that we should take this team more seriously is James Harden. I mean, that's the reality of it. Uh, I had questions about James Harden coming into this situation with the Clippers. I thought he might be a little bit too me first going into a, a really important contract year. He has been the opposite of, of that. He has been a facilitator from day one, he's taken a lot of pressure off of Kawhi and off of Paul George, allowing them to just be finishers and not have to worry about, uh, you know, playmaking and being an assist guy, you know, during games this season. There was a great stat somebody brought to my attention over there. He has made the Clippers ult the ultimate closers, right? And this was as recently as a couple of games ago, but they were 31 and one in games that they led going into the fourth quarter. And that they attribute a lot of to James Harden, his ability to take over games with his playmaking and later round down the stretch with his shot. He has had just an overwhelmingly positive impact on the Clippers. And I think that's raised them to a level they haven't been in years past. Because, Dan, they have been searching for years for a point guard. How many point guards have they cycled through over the last five years? They brought in Rajon Rondo. They brought in John Wall. They brought in Russell Westbrook. They've been looking for somebody to claim this position James Harden's done that, and he's made them so much better. Yeah, I go back to Pooh Richardson. You know, they, they've been <laughs> looking for it. Uh, great to talk to you again, bud. You got it, Dan. Thank you, Chris. That's Chris Mannix, senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated. Take a break. Got our play of the day up next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. 
Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Basketball fans know that things can be a little crazy this time of the year. Anything can happen. Last-minute buzzer beaters, gaps in health coverage. But when the last one happens, you need Affleck to help you bounce back from the expenses health insurance doesn't cover. You may have seen the Affleck duck working with some pretty famous coaches. But did you know Affleck is a leader in supplemental insurance? Look, health insurance wasn't designed to cover everything. So when an illness or injury happens... You can be hit with medical bills that some people don't have the cash on hand to pay. That's where Affleck comes in to help. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Affleck pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. It's never a good idea to try to play through an injury or illness, and that's why you got to level up your defense. When there's gaps in health coverage, Affleck has the assist for you. Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. Oh, my God. The play, the play, is play. of the day. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Leave it to inbound. Just to the left of the Cavs bench. All we need Leave is the deflection. Pass deflected by Mobley, but grabbed by Doncic. Doncic bounced underneath the PJ, and he laid it in with 2.6 to go. Cavs out of timeout. Struce into Mobley. Back to Max. Half-court shot. Good! Good! He hit it! Cavs win! That's courtesy of the Cavaliers Radio Network. 59-foot game winner, the longest game winner since Devontae Graham at a 61-footer. Pelicans beat the Thunder. That was back in 2021. That's your play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by Express Employment Professionals. Help hire your next pro. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, interviews with unqualified applicants. Move up to the pros. Go to ExpressPros.com. You'll find the location nearest to you. That's ExpressPros.com. Shohei Otani made his spring training debut, and this is how it sounded. Three and two to Shohei Otani. Swung out, hit high in the air to left and deep. This ball carrying. This ball is gone. It is Dodger debut. 
That's what they've been waiting for. That's courtesy of AM570 LA Sports, the Dodgers radio network. There's certain players, when they hit a baseball, it sounds different than anybody else. And Shohei Otani is one of those players. And it's just, when you go, and then you'll have players take batting practice. And there's certain times when you go, ooh, that sounds different. And you'll just look and you'll see who it is in the cage. Now, sometimes it's somebody you know, somebody you expect to have the ball jump off their bat. Other times it could be, I've mentioned this before, first time I saw Jock Peterson play for the Dodgers, and he hit a home run, and I went, oh, my God. That ball sounded different coming off his bat. Yeah, Paulie. By the way, I was watching the highlights, and do you know what Shohei Otani looks like in that Dodger uniform? A super, awesome. A superstar. <laughs> awesome. The glistening white pants. And you oh, yeah. And you couldn't see through them, and I was really looking. Oh, okay. The blue jersey. <laughs> I was. Isn't it fascinating that someone could have what we thought was Tommy John surgery, and he's right back in the batter's box a couple months later? Well, I think they keep saying it's a procedure. That he's already had uh, Tommy John surgery, but I don't know if this time around it's Tommy John. Now, he throws right, bats left. I don't know what kind of impact that has or allows you to swing as freely as he does. Because when I heard that he was getting Tommy John, even if it's on your right arm or right elbow, you still have to swing the bat. But I think it's a procedure that he had. Pauling? You're correct. Uh, Otani's agent, Nas Bellello, I'm sorry, uh, he did an interview in mid-December for the update on his progress, and he said it is not Tommy John surgery. It has no name. That's how uncommon this procedure was. Not surgery, procedure, they use that word. So it's going to be the Shohei Otani surgery. The Otani. Yeah. Oh, did you have the Otani? No, I had the Tommy John. Oh, Otani's the newer model. Yes. And uh, he said the progress and timetable is already way ahead of typical Tommy John surgery timetable. Okay. The Otani, uh, that's a good name. Yeah. Well, I don't think you want it. If it works, you want it. And it seems to be working. Well, are they going to change, the, you know, the Achilles surgery that Aaron Rodgers had? You know, Tommy John got his own surgery named after right. him. Is Aaron Rodgers going to get this? Because his procedure was an, a medical advancement with that kind of injury. Yes, Mark. Maybe. Oh, maybe he's going to get it? Okay. Same doctor. Maybe it was a medical advance. Yeah, same doctor as Shohei Otani. Correct. Right. Maybe. Maybe we name it after the doctor. He seems to be the most important person in all of this. His name is Dr. Neil L. Atrache. Uh, yes, Marvin. You know what? Do they win 110 games and win the World Series, or do they not even care about the regular season? Just don't lose to the Diamondbacks in the divisional round? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, take that. Yeah. It's the beauty of baseball. We have the regular season, and we put so much emphasis on the regular season. And you get to the playoffs, and it doesn't matter. I'm with C, and I'm, I'm ready to go back to a to two best teams with the best records, <laughs> just meeting the World Series. No, that's why they keep expanding. It's more money. They want more money, more teams, more excitement. It's just like March Madness. Hey, 68? No. Let's go to 96. And I'm all for that. But if your team doesn't make the postseason, you lose your job. Like, let's add some drama to this other than everybody gets in. And I like how the NCAA is, you know, he's talking about inclusion. Let's get more teams. You know, you have the regular season to qualify for the tournament. That's why we have a regular season here. Yeah, see, 
Do you ever notice that the more we continue to tinker with sports, the more like convoluted and meaningless they get? But then it's like, no, no, no. This is how you add meaning back into it. When if you just took it as like whoever wins the most games is the winner, uh, it's pretty simple. It's pretty basic. Yeah, yeah. Now you gotta have playoffs. Gotta have revenue. We have extra layers of playoff games. Oh, can never have too many playoff games, right? In any sport. Yeah. See, we won the whole season, right? But now you have to yeah. do this other second mini season where it all starts over again. But now that's the one though that really matters is the mini season. We're gonna have. Six months where you proved your greatness, but you can have a two-week period where you're off a little bit. And now you're a massive failure. Sorry. You're one of the most overrated teams of all time. Yeah. All right, one hour in the books, two more to go. We'll go to the Combine coming up next hour. The NFL is looking to adopt a new kickoff. Hmm. We'll talk about that. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way.